Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 25 of the Adorned Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about community as a spiritual discipline. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your host, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. Okay, so today I'm going to do a little interviewing of Mrs. Erin Kellogg as she talks to us about something that is super important to her um, and in her life, and that is the spiritual discipline of community. So welcome, Erin. Welcome to the Adorn Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. <laughs> what an honor. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about, um, maybe defined what, defined, define <laughs> what um, Christian community is? Sure. So I'm pulling this definition from the Calhoun book that we've referenced before, but she says that Christian community exists when believers connect with each other in authentic and loving ways that encourage growth in Christ. They engage in transparent relationships that cultivate and celebrate and make evident Christ's love for all the world. I think that perfectly summarizes it. That's why I didn't try to like come up with my own because that I think includes all of the aspects when we want to think about community as a spiritual discipline. So why is um, Christian community so important to you and in your life? So I would say that um, I'm just going to share a little bit about my story because I think that will kind of explain it. So when I was 28 weeks pregnant with the twins, um, we picked up and moved everything that we had, our you know church community, our friends are everything that we knew back in California we just picked it up I mean we didn't pick up our friends <laughs> we picked up and we left the community that we had and that was hard that was a challenge because once you have community it's hard to leave it mm-hmm. but um God was faithful and brought us even more wonderful flourishing relationships and yeah you better say that <laughs> <laughs> so when we moved here we truly did not know another soul we had oh, the first time we came to Texas was to interview for Taylor's job and I mean that's the whole state of Texas like we had never been anywhere in Texas and literally I thought when you think of Texas I thought like cactus and rolling tumbleweeds like I didn't realize <laughs> it's as awesome as it is but anyways that's Lubbock I've talked about Lubbock yes. before that's Lubbock <laughs> it's not Austin true true <laughs> so we moved here and make sure I tell the whole story my family also moved my parents moved here and my sister and her husband moved here but we didn't have any friends beyond that we didn't know um, anybody at Taylor's job we didn't know anybody at a church we didn't know so we had to restart community from the ground up and I'm a very social outgoing thrive on friendships I want everybody to be my friend kind of person I'm I'm a friend pusher I like to tell people like once I decide you're going to be my friend you don't really have a choice in the matter I'm a little bit of a pusher so community (laughs) just is a huge huge just need in my life and it's one way that I really feel like 
the Lord grows me and um, shows his love for me is through community. And so the first thing we did was we tried a couple different churches and um, found our church home. And I was super pregnant, remember? I was like at this point, 28, 29 weeks pregnant. And I was like, babe, we got to get in a life group. Like we got to find some people to do life with because I'm about to pop out some babies. I have no idea what I'm doing and I need someone to bring me food. And like that honestly was one of the driving points was that we need a meal train for after these babies are born. And so... um, (laughs) We luckily happened to sit behind Casey and Jonathan at church and Jonathan was leading worship and he came and sat down and my husband looked at me. He's like, we're sitting behind the worship pastor. And my husband is, um, also likes to serve on the worship team. And I, and he's like, this is a sign. Like, this is God telling us like, let's talk to them. And so he was like, Hey, I know we've never met, but we want to be in a life group. Um, <laughs> she's about to pop out some babies. We need some community. Can you help us make this happen? <laughs> so I'm kind of condensing the story here, yeah. but ultimately we joined, um, their life group and, and they are everybody in the life group always jokes because I kind of forced us to become like this real tight knit community. Yeah. We weren't until Aaron got there. It was awesome. We're like, hey, who wants to go get your nails done? Hey, who wants to hang out with me? Hey, I need some friends, guys. And it's just been such a wonderful, wonderful blessing in my life that the Lord has used these women in this community to grow me in ways I can't even imagine and definitely would not have happened if it wasn't for the community that I have. So I have a I have a real strong desire to help women find community because of the way I've experienced God's goodness through it. And um That's why part of the big desire in the Bible study that I lead is that, you know, first we study God's word and second, we focus on community and finding a place where women can feel loved and welcomed and wanted and feel God's love through other women around them. And so that's kind of why community is just super big in my life. Yeah. I don't know how to word that. A super big part of my life. Yeah. Such a good story. I love it. And (laughs) I, I did, I loved how you just jumped right in and you were like, this is what we're going to do. And (laughs) yes, it was wonderful though. I was, I was so happy. And it's, Jonathan, I think I've said it on here before, but Jonathan kind of pushed the friendship on me too. He's like, I met this girl that's going to be your best friend. And I was like, oh, um, do I not get a say in this? He's like, no, I just know. <laughs> and here we are doing a podcast. So he was right. He was right. <laughs> yeah. So where do we find the idea um, of community in scripture? Well, we see it all over. And we kind of talked about this when we talked about um God being a Trinitarian God and that he in and of himself through the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit is living in community with each other. And I mean, I don't we obviously can give more verses, but I think that in and of itself is proof enough that, you know, if God lives within community and he obviously doesn't need of anything, but Mm -hmm. then how much more do we need that? How much more do we need each other if God is, you know, already himself living in community? I think that's just such a beautiful picture for us and that he sets the example of what community should be by having no rivalry, no envy, Mm -hmm. um, just loving each other and supporting each other in their God-given roles in that um, we should strive to do the same within community. But then we also see it a bunch of other places. Um, the first one that I think I have open here, Hebrews 10. And um, I'll just, before I go into this first, so Abigail, who we've had on here that I've been mentoring, I've been um, challenging her and myself to memorize this passage because she's about to go off to college and I'm not going to cry about it. But um, <laughs> I think this is, really great for any time you're having a life change, like going off to college or moving or anything like that to just hold fast onto um, the importance and the challenge for us in scripture to find community. 
So Hebrews 10, uh, starting, let's start at 23. So it says, let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who is promised is faithful. And let us be concerned about one another in order to promote love and good works, not staying away from worship meetings as some have habitually done, but to encourage one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So it's talking about how we find our community rooted in the fact that our hope and the confession of our hope is in he who is faithful. So that's what kind of grounds us in our community. We all believe that God is faithful and that's what kind of ties us together. And then it says to stir one another on in for good works in love and that to not stay away from meeting with each other as some have done, but encouraging each other. Mm-hmm. So just that we ground our community in who God is. And then, you know, we, through that, we encourage one another and we meet together and we stir each other on to good works. I just love that passage. Yeah, that's good. I think it's really good. And then um, we talked about this one a little bit in the last episode, but Colossians 3, um, 15 and 16. I'm not going to read it again, but y'all can read it. And then um, Galatians 6, 2, where it talks about bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And I think that um, we could do a whole episode on this and maybe mm-hmm. we will, um, hopefully we will, hint, hint, spoiler alert, <laughs> um, is that, you know, it says in the Bible to to weep when um, weep when others weep and rejoice when others rejoice and mourn with those mm-hmm. who mourn and that that is a big part of community is yes. to walk through life with one another the ups and downs and that that like we just said that confession of our faith that he who is faithful that's what ties us together in those moments where we're mourning with those who mourn and then where we're rejoicing with those who rejoice mm-hmm. have you seen all over social media about the whale whose baby died no. You didn't. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So there's this killer whale. She's like, Casey, where are you going with this? I'm I can like, tell by the look on her face. Okay. <laughs> so there was this killer whale whose baby died like right after it was born. And this mama whale. This is like carried, a video? Yeah. They've got video of it. But it carried this baby around the ocean, like where like the area Migrating. of the ocean yeah. for I don't, someone's going to have to tell me the exact, but I think like 16 days, but the whale would get tired and her other mama friends would come and carry the baby for her at times. And it was just this beautiful picture of community. And as a mama that has lost her baby just shortly after birth, like that was such a beautiful picture of what my community Mm -hmm. did for me. Mm -hmm. Like here, I will carry your burden. Yeah. And Oh, I just, it's really cool to see that in in nature, you know, Mm -hmm. the picture of that in nature. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I love Galatians 6 too. It's a good one. It's good. So um, I'll just give you two more because these two are kind of tied together and I think it's really neat. So the root word in this one when talking about community or fellowship comes from the word koinonia, which um, means fellowship, but specifically among believers. And so we see it in Acts 2.42 where it says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and breaking of bread and to the, to the prayers. So right before that, in verse 41, it says, those who accepted the message were baptized. In that day, about 3,000 people were added to them. And then it says, and they devoted themselves to apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to koinonia. So I thought that was really cool because it says, as soon as they were saved, then boom, they entered community. They, entered community. Yeah. they didn't wait. It was the right. next step. It was the next natural thing. Yeah. Okay, I give myself to the Lord. I need to find other people who want to live their life on mission for Christ mm-hmm. who can do that with me. Um, and then we see that also 
um, in First Corinthians 1, 9, the same root word of koinonia where it says, God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I thought that was so cool because it's calling us to this koinonia type fellowship with each other, but then it's also calling us into that same fellowship with Jesus. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. That's really neat. I love that. I thought that was, that was a really cool. So the same, so that same word is used in both. Yep. In both verses. Both verses. That's good. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Like that. Okay. I'm supposed to be asking the questions. (laughs) I'm like learning and like soaking it all in. Okay. Um, so Let's see. Um, what would you say the purpose is of community? I mean, we talked about it a little bit already, yeah. I feel like. But um, I think just to summarize what I think would be maybe be the ultimate purpose is to show God's love for, for us. How am I trying to word that? Okay. Show God's love for us through loving others. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe that's the best way to do that. So showing... Um, being a vessel, being a vessel yeah. of God's love. And by, by doing that, you know, not trying to gain anything from your fellowship or from your relationship and just doing it solely as laying your life down. Um, like it says, I think it's in John that, you know, we lay our life down for one another. Mm-hmm. I should have had this verse written out, but that's how you show people love is that, yeah. um, and ultimately the reason that we're entering in fellowship is to to grow and be sanctified and to grow to be more like Christ. And we do that by showing love, God's love mm-hmm. to others. And um, there's a good quote in that uh, Calhoun book, but she's actually quoting someone else, Henry Nguyen, I think you say it. It says that no person can f- fulfill your needs, but community can hold you. Community can let you experience the fact even beyond your anguish, anguish that there are human hands that hold you and show you God's faithful love. And I think I think that's the ultimate ultimate purpose. I think there's some other purposes that kind of fall underneath that. Like it helps us fight our pride and it humbles us and it reminds us, you know, not to be self-focused, but to be others focused and to, you know, put God first. And in doing that, when we love God, we love others. I yeah. mean, that's what it says in the commandments. Like to, what is it? I wish I would have this verse. It says, you know, to, to love God above all else and then love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's um, that's what community is. Yeah. And I like how it says that nobody else can fulfill us. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's important to remember mm-hmm. when we're talking about community because I think that sometimes we become so focused on those relationships that mm-hmm. we forget the God piece of it. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. We let our friends fulfill us mm-hmm. um or we're desiring for them to fulfill us yes. and they never will right like, it's all about jesus mm-hmm. so i like that a lot they can be the hands and feet of jesus and they can show us god's love but they aren't god's love yes. it's not the same yes. thing that's a really good point and i think so. that's all comes back to that our community is grounded in who god is mm-hmm. and that he is faithful and then it's out of that yes yeah it's absolutely good. super good yeah, so how has God used this discipline to res- reveal himself to you? Um, and you talked about this a little bit at the very beginning, but is there anything further that you want to talk about as far as how God's revealed himself to you through through community? Yeah, I think that um, one way is that 
Well, there's a couple things I could say. So one is that, that it reminds me of his faithfulness, that he cares intimately about us, which is a theme. If you've listened to a lot of our episodes, mm-hmm. I always come back to that is that yeah. he cares enough about us to provide people in our lives that can point us back to him um, in the good and in the bad and that um, help us to grow to be more like him. And that's that that's such a gift. And there's this quote um, from Life Together by Bonhoeffer. That says the physical presence of other Christians is a source of incomparable joy and strength to the believer. And I love that because I think that is so true. And God has just revealed that to me that he is the ultimate source of our joy. And one way that we can experience that joy is by walking alongside other believers. Mm. And that not only that joy, but also that strength in times of trouble or in times of sorrow or in suffering that like you're saying, it's the community that comes around you that points you back to Jesus and that that's where we find our strength. It's not in those people, but in those people pointing mm-hmm. us back to God, who is the source of our strength. Yes. I love it. You've said it several times, but how community is such a gift and mm-hmm. it is. Oh, it's mm-hmm. such a gift, such a gift. Why would you say that community is specifically important for women? Um, I think God has kind of wired us this way, looking for... Mm-hmm. Um, fellowship and looking for community and we kind of thrive off of being in relationship with others especially friendship and I can't speak for all women but I think that um personally I I I need friends like it just helps me to stay accountable and I'm thinking we'll do a whole episode on this because we're going into a whole series on community um so so there excited about that But one main thing, and we'll talk about this more, is that um, there's a big part of it that is about accountability. And I think as women, it's easy for us to fall into a trap of comparison or into a trap of pride or into busyness or all of these different things that we're faced with specifically as women um, that community can come alongside you and help you fight against those whispers of the enemy or remind you of the truth that um that you need to be reminded of sometimes. Yeah. That's good. That that makes me think of communities not always easy. Yes. Like that's tough. Telling someone, maybe pointing out some of those areas that someone might need to work on or that, yeah. you know, you feel like maybe they're not keeping mm-hmm. God at the center of their lives mm-hmm. in this specific area. Like that's hard. Yeah. That's hard. So I'm kind of throwing this at you, but how would you say you go about that? Like it, those tough moments, Yeah. how do you, how do you approach that? I think it comes down to listening to the Holy spirit mm-hmm. and his prompting and, and doing it with grace, not from a place mm-hmm. of judgment, but from a place of love and um, just truly wanting for them to grow to be more like Christ, not wanting them to feel bad or shame or anything like that. Um, I don't know. That's hard. That's super convicting to me because I actually just last night was playing devil's advocate a little bit with Jonathan asking him questions, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of knowing the answer, but being like, well, what about this situation? Well, what would you say to this person? Well, if this person came to you and they were doing this, what Mm -hmm. would you say? Well, you have to love them, Jonathan. Like, don't be mean. You have to love them. Right. Because I've been hearing all of this, like out in like social media and even in some like Christian circles, Mm -hmm. like, um, Love, 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 love. And that's being interpreted as accepting everything everybody does mm-hmm. and not hurting feelings and not offending and 
all of these things. And I'm like, but if you know that this person's living in sin, no, it's not our place to judge them, but isn't part of loving kind of redirecting and Mm -hmm. showing them truth in scripture. And so I've been really struggling with this whole idea of loving and not offending and what that looks like. So this is like some major conviction for me because like, maybe sometimes it is a little offensive. Well, I think like if you think about it with your kids is like the easiest analogy I can think of is that you wouldn't just let your kids do something that's hurting them or wrong or anything like that. But there, you also wouldn't want to just go to your kids and be like, you're stupid. What are you doing? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you might naturally want to do that, but that probably isn't the best idea. But But I think it's the same. I don't think it's the same. We're not called to mother our friends or mother our community, but you can kind of take that how you will. But I think sometimes we, if we remind ourselves like, okay, there is a time and there is a place to walk alongside within community in the right type of relationship and lovingly remind mm-hmm. people and redirect them. Like you're saying to like, no, God is better than that. Yeah. And that's ultimately all you have to tell them. Yeah. Ultimately that God is better. God is better than that sin that you're choosing mm-hmm. to walk in. God is better than your pride. God is mm-hmm. better than whatever's tempting you over here. And that's, and that's it. And they have to, the Holy spirit has to reveal to them that yes, God is better. Right. Like it's not going to be the words you say, it's going to be the work of God that through you that can redirect them. And, um, I think your only responsibility is to obey what the Lord's calling mm-hmm. you to do or to correct or to say to that person. And it then it's not your responsibility. Like the Holy spirit has to do the work and you just have to be obedient. If he calls you to say something, preach it. It's hard. Good word. That's hard right there. Super hard. Oh man. Good stuff. So, um, how would you say that community plays into the gospel? I think hopefully the point of community is to remind you of the gospel. Mm -hmm. So I think that it plays into the gospel in the fact that, if you are walking alongside people, you're hopefully consistently displaying the gospel to one another and reminding the gospel to mm-hmm. one another. So out of this community, we should see the gospel. So what that looks like practically is maybe, you know, as you're like for me personally, if I hope you would say this to me, you might probably you probably would. But if I'm so focused on, you know, doing things and doing things and growing and these things and mm-hmm. focused on things like that my community would speak to speak out to me and be like, Hey, are you doing this out of a place of, you know, trying to gain glory for the Lord or glory for yourself or, you know, things like that, that, um, we're reminding ourselves of the gospel that, you know, this isn't about you. This is, this is to display God's work through you or, you know, just different Mm -hmm. things that hopefully we're reminding each other of the gospel in ways of humbling, but also in ways of encouraging. So if you're, you know, struggling with something, reminding them that, you know, God loved you so much that he sent Jesus for you so that you could walk in joy and love because of how much he loved you and like encourage each other in that. And if if you're struggling or someone is struggling with, hey, I'm not worthy or, you know, I can't be loved. I'm too broken or whatever that is like using the gospel to drive your community and encourage one another and humble one another ultimately. Um, so what are some practical ways for women to grow in the spiritual discipline of community? So I'm going to try not to get on my soapbox here because 
I know just naturally I'm very extroverted and very, like I said, I'm a pusher. And so um, I'm trying to remind myself that this is a big struggle for a lot of people to and try yeah, to find And yeah, this community. can go into like, if you're struggling with it too, how yeah. do you practically, yeah. yeah. So I think the best way to find community is to be community. And as simple as that is, it could be, um, for example, yesterday I walked the girls to the park and there was another woman there. And so I just started talking to her and, and she said she had just moved here. And I said, are you looking for community? <laughs> I literally said that word for word. And she's like, yeah, actually. And I was like, hey, well, you should come. And I invited her to the Bible study. And I'm like, I'm that much of a pusher that I just straight up ask people if they want community. I'm like, you want community? Come and get it. But I think sometimes it's just being community for people. I think a lot of times we have this idea of community needs to come to me. Where's my community? And almost make it this pity party type yep. thing. And it's like, go and find it. That might look like Finding a woman in your church. Hey, do you want to kind of go through a book of the Bible together? Or it might be finding someone at a park like I just did. Or it might be, you know, finding someone younger than you and saying, hey, can I mentor you? Or whatever that is. I think there's a lot of different ways for that to look like. Maybe it's joining a Bible study, even if you don't know anybody. That's what I was going to say. So when you, I mean, I know you're pretty outgoing, but when you joined our life group at 28 weeks pregnant, was there a little bit like the first couple of weeks? Was it a little bit awkward? I mean, like, it's a little bit uncomfortable at first, right? Like, I know you're yeah. Aaron. Yeah. You're Aaron. So <laughs> it's it's not as uncomfortable for you as some people. But I would say, okay, so when I joined our life group, I didn't feel that way at all. I felt like this is God. God has this 100%. But back in California, when we were trying to get plugged into our church back there, it was awkward for okay. sure. Yeah, it was awkward. It was a lot of finding the right place mm -hmm. and yeah. and I don't think it's always instant it's right. sometimes like okay sometimes you might say well I know that's not the place for mm -hmm. me but then you try again and you're like maybe there's potential mm -hmm. here and it is it is a process it's not like you're going to find community overnight it does take time and it takes vulnerability mm -hmm. and like that like in the definition it takes authenticity where mm -hmm. sometimes that's hard to do but that's um I think it's a process and it does take time and so give it time but at the same time I think if we're rooting our community in who God is, not who we are, then mm -hmm. I think it's easier to find mm -hmm. than we sometimes make it out to be. And I think that that's why this is considered one of the spiritual mm -hmm. disciplines mm -hmm. is because like we've talked about with every other one, it takes practice. Yes. Like you have to be consistent yes. with it. Like it's not just going to come to you. Yes. You have to put something into it. You have to work at it. I, yeah. If Aaron didn't work at our community, our friendship, like it's not a one-sided thing. Right. It's not true community if it's just from one side. Yeah. So it takes work and it takes practice. Yeah. Yep. Totally. So I think just getting plugged in is my main mm -hmm. practical advice. Yeah. Um, because with the other spiritual disciplines, it's, it's more just personal right. between you mm -hmm. and God. But this mm -hmm. one, um, is about living out God's calling and experiencing who God is through sharing that with others. Yeah. And so it's, it's for some people a little bit harder because mm -hmm. it's not just between you and God. It's um, more than that. And so I think, you know, rooting yourself in scripture and reminding of yourself the importance of community will then maybe kind of push you to pursue it more. Mm -hmm. Um, especially like verses like in Titus two, where it's, um, exhorting the older women to train up the younger women. And you might think you're the younger woman in that situation, but all of us have someone younger than mm -hmm. us. So, um, 
I think there's definitely a place and a way for everybody to find mm-hmm. community if um, if you pray about it and um, ask the Lord to reveal to you how to kind of grow in that area. But my main practical advice would be is go be community mm-hmm. for somebody. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I am not – Aaron and I are – if you don't know us personally, we're two different personality mm-hmm. types. Yeah. And, I mean, you can probably just tell from, from the show, but – I'm not as outgoing as Erin. I'm still pretty outgoing and I thrive on relationships, but I um, I don't just run up to random people <laughs> at the park and ask them if they want community. Now, I will talk to them, but I don't attack. I'm not quite as intense. <laughs> I'm way too aggressive, you guys. Way too aggressive. But so with that being said, like coming from someone that maybe it doesn't come quite as mm-hmm. naturally to – it's worth it. It is worth yes. it. It's worth those awkward first times at life group. Yep. It's um, worth maybe approaching that random person yep. at the park. You know, I think about some of my dear friends now and kind of how when we met at first, like, mm-hmm. you know, we have one friend, um, our friend Valerie, which she she might listen to this, but we are really good friends now but I remember the first time I met her um our friend Jamie was like hey this is Valerie she's from Alaska and she's gonna come to coffee and I was like I'm from Alaska what like it was just kind of this like awkward like hi nice to meet you who is this Alaska why does she live in Alaska like (laughs) just really like kind of this awkward thing and now she's one of my dearest dearest friends and so I'm glad that we got together those first few times and, you know, develop this relationship, even though the first few times it might be like, I don't know what to talk about. Like, yeah. this is, this is weird. Like it's worth it to push yeah. through that because her and her family have just meant the world to us. And, oh man, I would be missing out on such huge mm-hmm. blessing without her in my life. And so even those weird people from Alaska, I mean, they can, <laughs> they can be so sweet, but yeah, community is so super important. Yeah. I would um, say I'm going to challenge anybody listening go invite one person to do one thing yes. this week. just do it yes just do it and maybe someone from the gym yes. maybe someone from your parent kids school from church whatever mm-hmm. it is like who would not be excited about being invited to go somewhere right and I don't know how your church does it but I know a lot of churches have gone to the model of like life groups or home groups or whatever and for a lot of people that's supposed to be a good thing like a um more comfortable you're in someone's home it's mm-hmm. a smaller setting but I know for a lot of people that's actually more uncomfortable and more intimidating than going like to a Sunday school setting mm-hmm. so I want to encourage you to push yourself outside your comfort zone and join a small group mm-hmm. of some sort and just do it even yeah. like even if it scares you out of your mind just do it because they're not going to come to you I mean that would right. be fabulous if you run into an errand and they pull you in but that's not always going to happen and you can't sit around blaming everybody else around you mm-hmm. like it's I, I'm going to get it get Aaron on you here for a minute like it's on you she doesn't want to get that intense but it is on you like you have the choice to enter into that community just like all of the disciplines yes and you will be so blessed Mm -hmm. if you do yeah and it's fall it's getting into fall Mm -hmm. so join your Bible study. A lot of Bible studies kick off, mm-hmm. especially women's Bible studies. I thought have a you were going to say, so go get pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking about this is a time of the year where Bible studies kick off. Oh, our, our brains are in different places. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Well, this has been fun. Something we're both super passionate about. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so good conversation, but it's not over. Like Aaron said, this is actually kind of the end of our spiritual discipline series. And I think we're going to enter into a series. And we just decided this like this afternoon. We've yep. been kind of praying for direction. I think the Lord gave it to us. We're going to um, enter a series on community and just kind of dive in further to some of the different um, aspects of community. Yep. So what are some resources? Um, the Bible, of course. And Always. then um, same book, the Calhoun book. And then Life Together by Bonhoeffer. I haven't finished it yet, but we're, we could probably do an entire episode just on that book. Um, is really, really good on just the importance of community and the role of community. And then I can link that um, that John Piper sermon yeah, I was talking yeah, about too. That'd be great. Okay, do you have a verse or a quote you'd like to end the episode with? Yep. So this is um, from Bonhoeffer's book. Actually, no, I'm going to do this one instead. This one is from Adele Calhoun's book. And she says, keeping company with Jesus is not just a private spiritual act. It is the way we share Trinitarian life of God with others. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cobbs.